Welcome to the Work Utopia Podcast, the number one show on the internet for motivation, practical tools, and happiness strategies. It's real talk for professionals, managers, and employees who are tired of the status quo and in need of an outstanding career and life. Work on the inside, develop your very own work utopia, create a life full of virtue, purpose, and happiness. And now, the man dedicated to helping you attract your ultimate work, Alexander Lauren. Hey! Welcome! Welcome to the Work Utopia Podcast. Alexander Lauren here. Good day to you, listener. Yesterday, I became suspicious of everyone who was riding a bicycle. Since mine was stolen, I figured that someone had to be riding it. You know what? Maybe I will catch them. Maybe I will find my bike. What I found myself doing yesterday is I was I was staring at people. I was looking extra at people riding bikes. I was even checking out women riding bikes. I recall the last one I saw, she was probably in her 60s and her bike was purple. I realized that I was being a total fool. Suspicion. It can't be a positive thing. Is it a, is it useful? Useless? If I think someone did something bad to me, then you know, I hold on to that thought and I call it suspicion, right? Is that is that about how it goes? Well, let's find out. Cambridge Dictionary, according to the Cambridge Dictionary. Suspicion. It's a noun. It's a feeling, a belief or idea that something may be true. I have a suspicion that he only asked me out because my brother persuaded him to. Suspicion, noun, belief in someone's guilt. A feeling or belief that someone has committed a crime or done something wrong. I'm arresting you on suspicion of illegal po- illegally possessing drugs, said the police officer. Suspicion, noun, doubt or lack of trust. Since they discovered the truth about his background, his colleagues have regarded him with suspicion. Okay. How'd you like that? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The dictionary calls it a noun, but you know what? It seems to me that it's mostly a verb because you're actually taking action with your mind. If you think about these explanations of suspicion, then it would seem that suspicion, it could be maybe minor or, or really it could be severe. Come on, man. Did he really need a dictionary for that? The listener says to the host of the podcast, Look, I like dictionaries. It's a great way to expand our vocabulary. I think suspicion might be beneficial for police officers and detectives, but how useful is it to the common everyday person? If you practice suspicion, I mean, you might be jumping to conclusions, you know? Like maybe you're in mid-jump to your conclusion and you haven't completely landed yet. You know, as we know, jumping to conclusions is not exactly beneficial. When we jump to conclusions, 
we're practicing mind reading, and we're practicing fortune telling. Suspicion seems to be like the midpoint of before the landing from your jump. Or, you know, maybe it's suspicion is the springboard of your jump. Again, I think, I really think I'm <laughs> being a broken record, but it really all just boils down to watching your mind and seeing the thoughts that it produces. And you know what? It just, it really makes me wonder. I, I start wondering this re with regularity. I mean, shouldn't we be teaching our kids mindfulness and meditation at home? School doesn't do it. All right, there's another topic. Note to self, note to self. All right, good. Suspicion. Suspicion and anxiety. I, you know, I was thinking that they're closely related. Now, could anxiety be the next level of suspicion? If you're suspicious, you're having doubt of someone or something. And if you're anxious, you are not only having the doubt, but you're also having fear. I remember the peak of my anxiety, the peak of my anxiety career. I remember I was sharing, a, I was renting a shared office and with a number of other business owners. I'd lost my best client. I made a lot of money from this client over the years. And, you know, in typical corporate fashion, there was a reorganization and most of my contacts were suddenly gone. My client company dropped me. They, and they dropped me with very little explanation. I would not accept this. I wouldn't accept this. And, you know, since I was a headhunter, after all, I hunted for people in the company. I hunted for them on the phone. And, you know, I got runaround after runaround. But I did end up finding someone. I did find, find someone. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I didn't focus on replacing the client that I lost. No, 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 no. I didn't focus on getting new customers or new clients. No, 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 no. I spent my time getting answers for the, for this injustice, this injustice to my company, to my ego, to my bank account. Anyways, during this time, I was absolutely at my worst with anxiety. I was obsessed with wanting answers. And, you know, I even knew it in my heart that the relationship with my old client, it was done. It was over. Like the new people didn't know me at all. They had their own people. I created a lot of anger and disappointment, disappointment and I was looking for someone to give it to. While it was within me, this anger and disappointment that I was holding inside, I became dreadfully anxious. And I can still remember this very easily. I'm sitting at my desk and I develop this terrible, terrible fear. This terrible fear that someone is going to attack me from behind. The, the way the office was set up, you know, how I was sitting... I did have my back against people who could walk by me, but there was no one to fear at this office. There was absolutely no one to fear. 
and I can't remember how long this went on for, but it was a horrible feeling of anxiety. It was so bad. You know, I was suspecting suspicious, fictitious people waiting for them to attack me from behind while I was trying to make a living. At this point, I realized that I had a really big problem. And I, you know what? I didn't even know it was anxiety. I learned that it was called anxiety afterwards. As I mentioned, I did end up finding a person at my former client company who I could blast. And, and you know what? They weren't even the decision maker, but they did not, they did not communicate with me well. So I really blasted the person. I blasted them for not being honest and forthright with me. And, you know, I seem to also remember blabbing on about how valuable I was, how I'd helped the company in the past. I've been with them for so many years. This is how you treat me. Blah, 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 blah. You know, most of that was, most of my feelings were fueled by that, by how long I'd worked with the company and what I did for the company. Me, 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 I did all those things. I would say suspicion is, has a relationship to anxiety for sure. I mean, suspicions, okay, jumping to conclusions, anxiety, suspicion, jumping to conclusions, anxiety, negative. For sure, anxiety is the worst of the three. So if you suffer from anxiety, I would seriously get some help right away. I did not. I ended up working it out on my own, but oh my God, did it ever take me a long time. You know, it was like, that was the long road of suffering for me. What I did end up learning through it all is that the attachment to our ego and who we think we are can really work against us. When we start being like that, we become rigid and oversensitive to who we believe that we are. Now, for me, at the time, I could not accept change. And my ego could, not, could absolutely not accept the injustice of losing my client. It was like I felt that I was owed something. I mean, for sure, I would say, yeah, I was owed an honest explanation. But you know what? An honest explanation is not always available. Everything depends on you. Everything depends on me. You know, it's, it's how you choose to live in the world. Do you wish to be static or fixed? Or do you wish to be dynamic, flexible, growing? If you want to live suspicion or anxiety free you really just need to relax chill out man just chillax so okay great so what do you do what do you do when you're suspicious first of all recognize that you're practicing suspicion now yesterday i realized that i was doing this i was practicing suspicion so today I would like to have less suspicion. So I'm telling myself, like, okay, right now I am telling myself, don't do it. Alexander, don't have suspicion today. Okay, great. That's fine. What's my plan? What am I going to do? 
All right, well, I know the first thing I can do is I can stop staring at people riding bicycles, okay? Next, you know, just breathe, breathe, come on. And what I can also do is I can just focus. I can focus on, you know, maybe just feeling the earth underneath my feet as I move along. So you, listener, today, watch yourself. How much suspicion do you practice, if any? After that, reflect if it's something that you want to practice. If it isn't, make a plan to do something else more useful. Sounds pretty good, no? Remove what is useless and does not contribute to your happiness and replace it with something that is useful and may contribute to your well-being. All right, that is it for me. Thank you very much, listener. Thank you for listening to the show today. I think the sun is going to shine. It's going to be a lovely day. I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care and goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Work Utopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. And check out the Work Utopia YouTube channel for post-podcast video content. Are you in need of career or life coaching? Contact Alexander via email at alex at Till next time.